friends, you're listening to Flamethrowers Podcast with Casey and Rhonda. Our desire is to equip and encourage you to live a life fully engulfed in the love of Jesus. We hope that by listening to our podcast, the spark set in your heart by Him will be kindled to a flame that sets the world on fire for Jesus. Happy Wednesday! Uh, we're here, and you're here, and it's like all the new, new, new things. We have a new intro new format and so we're super pumped and excited um but before we jump in we want to give you a little bit of the the why and the what so Rhonda fill it in yeah so we're moving in a little different direction like we told you last week we gave you a little bit of the why last week but we also need to give a disclaimer because some of the things that we're going to talk about it's not like a disclaimer don't let your kids listen kind of thing (laughs) like we did with some of the other ones but some of the things we talk about may challenge the way you traditionally mm. have heard or learned or viewed the Bible. Yeah. Um, but we want you first not to turn us off. Don't do it. Keep us on. Don't call us heretics. Because we try not to be. That's right. And when you're listening to these things, just keep your mind open for a minute to hear what we have to say, and then go do the study yourself. Yes. That's what we're doing. We're fanning that flame that Jesus put in your heart. And we want to encourage you to take these things that you might go, wait a second, that's not how I learned it. That's not what I learned. You're not going to hear that in every episode, likely, mm-hmm. but there probably will be things that challenge you in a lot of this. And today, you're going to hear something that might challenge the way that you right. thought before. So first, think about it like this. Is it making you feel weird or nervous because it's just breaking that tradition, the thing that you learned in Sunday school when you were a little kid? Or is it something that is actually against the gospel and against the message that God gives us in his word? If it doesn't counteract the gospel, then it's probably okay. So So, ultimately, we... We believe in God. We believe in Jesus. We yes. believe in the Holy Spirit. Yes. Jesus was born of a virgin. <laughs> yes. He lived a sinless life. He was 100% human, 100% God. He died he, on the cross. He was rose again and all the things. He is the Savior and he is part of the Trinity. We believe all of the things that are absolutely positively yeah. necessary for the gospel and for salvation. But sometimes we look at the Bible through our current culture Mm. and we forget that Moses and Paul and all the writers of the Bible they didn't live in 21st century United States of America Mm -hmm. they didn't live in the same world that we do so we need to look at it from their viewpoint what they believed, what their culture was like and all these kinds of things so when we do that sometimes we go wait a minute we missed the mark pretty bad on some of these things Again, it doesn't change the story of the gospel. Right. It doesn't change what that does. But I want sometimes when you you learn these things, you go, "Oh, that makes sense now." Like right. something that I bought, that bothered me for so long, it makes sense. So there's the disclaimer. Yeah. Keep an open mind and listen to the whole episode. Yeah. And know too that that Ron and I might not always see eye to eye on some of this as well as exactly. we get into this. Yeah. And that's okay. And you don't have to see eye to eye with us either. Right. That's good. Actually, we want you to make your own decisions. And, and figure out what it all means to you, too. So we're excited. Yes. We're excited to start in the beginning. We're starting at Genesis. And Genesis just, it just covers so much. Yeah. I mean. A lot of time. A lot of time. And I, I crave, I'm one of those people who wants more detail. And I'm like, oh, why didn't you? But yeah. 
then goodness knows the Bible would have been as big as the rumor end, you know, right, if right, <laughs> he right. gave us all the detail we wanted. So um, it really covers from creation up until right when, um, right before Moses was born. Yes. So that's just a huge, you probably know more accurately how much time that roughly covers. A lot. A lot. <laughs> I mean, it's a few thousand years. Um, because just the, the Bible is, this book of the Bible is so jam-packed full of things that are just kind of skimmed over mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And uh, I think the reason why is because there was so much time that took place there. But it was the beginning of Jesus, the story of Jesus' lineage. Mm. It started in Genesis, and it started with the story of how we all came to be and how his family began. And so that is why it's critical and why we should really be willing to look at this and study it a little more deeply. Yeah. Um, I saw a good quote, and it was like, you know, you have to be able to understand the beginning for you to understand the rest of the Bible. Absolutely. And so I was like, yeah, that's, that's great. That makes sense. Yeah. Like I, I need it. And it's there for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's easy to kind of skim it and be like, oh, okay, he created everything. Not only that, we go, oh, good. well, I've read this so many times before because it's Genesis and like so much mm-hmm. of my little kid stories that right. I learned when I was in church. If you didn't grow up in church, then maybe you missed all that. And great, you're a, you're a wonderful audience for us. But if mm-hmm. you are one of those people who grew up in church and you know all the stories of, of you know, uh, Noah and the ark, and you know about um, Joseph and his coat of many colors mm-hmm. and Abraham having to sacrifice his son, all those things are going to, they seem boring when you read them and you're only reading them with the mindset of what you've already had. Right. But we're going to go a little different direction in some of these. Yeah. So. It's going to be fun. Yeah. And so we we plan on um, breaking it down uh, like bit by bit so we can focus in and dive in a little deeper. So today we're just going to talk about creation. Yeah. Those so seven days. Right. And it's basically from, it's all of Genesis chapter one and up to about verse four, I think, three or yeah, four. Three or four. Yeah. And cha- it ends um Chapter 2, verse 3 is where the ending of kind of what we're talking about today is. And so, you know, you know the story of creation um, the way that you've always thought, but let's go a little deeper. Yeah. So I just love how Moses writes this and how God just like, I call it a cut the crap moment. Mm -hmm. Like he, there's no playing around. He's like, in the beginning... God created the heavens and the earth. I'm yep. like, mic drop, done. Exactly. End of the Bible. <laughs> you know, and, and when you think about, like, the way that we learned to write when we were kids, you kind of give the summary at the beginning of your essay, yeah. and then you do the wrap-up statement at the end. Yeah. And so this is kind of the summary of what is about to be talked about. Yeah. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and then it goes, and this is what happened. Yeah. Right? This fills in some of the gaps. So yep. I just love how it starts. Um, and also, I love how... Um, I think it's such an easy sentence to mm-hmm. skim over, but yeah. it just, there's so much weight in it. Yeah. Like, think about how he spoke, and then there were heavens and earth. I mean, it's right. just amazing. It shows the power mm-hmm. of God in a way that a lot of, I mean, it's the very beginning thing. And for mm-hmm. us to think about light and dark, and if, yeah, if you have like Alexa, you can maybe do that. Or if you have a smart home, you can maybe go lights on and a they turn on. Clap on or clap right. off. <laughs> right. But without technology, we don't have any power to do something like that. But God does. And it's right. just the very beginning, Moses makes it super clear that God has power that we can't 
fathom. Yes. And I don't know if we said this, but Moses is given credit for writing most of Genesis. Yes, yeah. So just backpedaled there a little bit. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> yep. Um, so, and there are scholars who disagree with that, but I think that that probably is at least the majority of Genesis. Um, we can probably accredit to Moses, if not all of it, but that's not what we're talking about today. Yeah. Um, and then just going to that, I think in my brain, maybe from children's church when I was little, mm-hmm. uh, day one to me was heaven and earth, mm-hmm. but that's not really so when right. we go and read the scripture. So right. day one is light and dark. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love like, let there be light, you know? Yeah. That's crazy. It blows my mind. Everything's blowing my mind in this, this beginning. Right. And I mean, I didn't, I didn't go back and look at the the origins of those words and what what it was was in the original text. But the fact that he says "let there be light" and not like "light," you know, he didn't just. It wasn't like this caveman pronouncement. It was "let there be light." Yeah. It was so beautiful, almost like he was making it something greater than just he could have just gone you know thought it and it it happened or he could have snapped a finger but he spoke it into existence which is really powerful when you look later in the word at like john when it says in the beginning was the word Mm. and the word was with god and the word was god Mm. and just the fact that he speaks it Mm -hmm. into existence shows the power of his word and the power of words in general yeah love it uh, and then too, like I, I think I've said this in the past when we were doing gratitudes about how light is such an important thing. Mm. Like you know how it's so nice to be coming out of winter into spring and just to have the light when yeah. we wake up in the yeah. morning. And um, God knew it was a beautiful thing. Mm. You know that mm-hmm. He started with it. So I think Absolutely. that's cool too. Yeah. Um, day two says, I love how it, it's He creates the sky in day mm. two, but it's the vault. I like that word that he used there. Yeah. The expanse in the midst. Yeah. 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 Um, and how it's a separation between sort of the the place where where we exist in our physical bodies mm-hmm. and where um, I, when, when heaven is used here, it's used in so many ways that we maybe don't think about. We think of it just as you know, it's the sun, moon, and stars, right? right? It's it's the, it's space, or we think of it as um, you know the place we go when we die mm-hmm. or whatever. But it's kind of a, it's kind of both, mm-hmm. but it's it in essence is encompassing all of that. It's it's the other part. Yeah, there's earth, and then there's the rest. Yeah, sort of. You know, sort of. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, I also think it's interesting. Like I'm gonna jump ahead to day four and we'll come back to day three but when I think sky mm-hmm. just like you said I think sun moon and stars but right. but they're separate separated here yeah. I mean the, the sky and vault is in uh, day two mm-hmm. but day four is actually when the sun moon and stars happen exactly and so there's so, beauty in that too. yeah yeah and, and that separation mm-hmm. uh, and then back to day three sorry that I jumped ahead but no. um, it is dry land plants and trees mm-hmm. um going to go pull the scripture. Let the earth sprout vegetation plants yielding seed and fruit trees bearing fruit in which is their seed each according to its kind on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I imagine just this huge in my brain when I right. think about it just this huge like spring and blooming mm-hmm. and all the things beautiful. Yeah. 
you know. That's very pretty. Um, what I like in verse 9, it says, Let the waters under the heaven be gathered together into one place and let the dry land appear. So the fact that water, which is something that we have such a hard time containing, <laughs> I mean, we have, right. we build containers for it and we, but like when a natural disaster happens, you can't stop the water. Nope. Like you can't, but he did. Yeah. Like he said, nope, you go here. And that's as far as you can go because this is where I want land to be. And nope, these are the borders and the edges. Even though he didn't set up like hardcore things, like you know where the ocean meets the sand, yeah. it it ebbs and flows. But at the same time, it doesn't really breach the borders without a natural disaster, right? Yeah. And he's even in control of that. Again, it just speaks to the power of the God that created us. Oh, that's good. Now I've got all this like. Imagine sitting on the beach because what does stop it? Right. The answer is God. Yeah. He stops There's it. There's literally nothing else. <laughs> I don't the know why I didn't ever think about that ocean. until right now. This Sorry. exact second. Mind blown. I'm done. <laughs> I love it. I just love how you can read the word and read the word and right. read the word. And you get stuff out of it every, every time. time. But you have to come with the right mind frame. Yeah. You know. I agree. Uh, day four, going back to that. Um, just... You know, you see those pictures of like the universe mm. and the stars from space and all those things. It's just so beautiful. Like mm-hmm. to me and in my little brain, I'm like, that's like God's playground. You know, mm-hmm. like it's just so gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I have to admit, this is totally not related to creation type <laughs> stuff in this way, but but it is. So there were times, like several years back, whenever. Um, technology was not quite what it is and you still had like Windows 95 and there was a screensaver that was like these star kind of things that were just sort of Coming flying at, at you. you like you're flying through space yeah. kind of thing and I used to turn on there I don't remember the song <clears throat> but there was one specific song that was talking about how much God sees us and loves us and I would turn that on and just stare at that screen and cry like oh. just that as vast as the expanse of the universe is that he loves one teeny tiny little mm-hmm. person that's like a blip, you know, that mm-hmm. it's, yeah. Now I'm your speechless. mind's blown. I'm yet. speechless. <laughs> Honestly, it, it does. Thing. It blows your mind. Yeah. Um, wow. I'm sorry. I think we're both speechless in the moment, <laughs> like thinking about all the things. Yeah. Uh, day five. And I think it's interesting he split these up. So day five is sea creatures and birds. Mm. Um, when I go to heaven, I'm going to annoy Jesus with my questions. <laughs> be like, oh, oh, Jesus, I got questions. And this won't be in the first top ten, but mm. it's up there of like, why did, you, why did you go with sea creatures and birds first, you mm. know? Yeah. Um, but I think you were talking about the other week. Maybe it was even in a, I keep going back to gratitude, but you were talking about the birds oh, and yeah. how beautiful yes. they were. the big swarm. Yeah, the swarm, swarm. What Is it a swarm? No. Uh, Flock. Flock. That's the word. The word. I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> think of it then. I couldn't think of it today. Not a swarm, a flock. It's a swarm is bees. <laughs> Sometimes they look like a swarm, though. I know. And they're dancing. But just how gorgeous that is. Mm-hmm. Like, when he, because he references after each day that, like, um, he basically, like, observes his work. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's good. Mm-hmm. And I totally am like, yes, God, it was good. I know. And and <laughs> for, for a second, I want you guys to just remember that. Like, when we go into chapters later on in Genesis chapter one he talks about the things that he created are good Mm. 
Just remember that. All right, that's all. That's all. Just <laughs> remember that. Remember that when we get into other chapters. That's all right. Um, oh, man. Okay, day six. Mm-hmm. I love how he breaks it down because he's like livestock, mm-hmm. creatures that, that move along the ground or crawl. It depends on what, what version of the Bible you're reading. Uh, and then he also talks about wildlife. So mm-hmm. um, that's just so huge. But I love that in day six, he also created mankind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. That's when humans came about. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, so Ron and I actually had some conversation about, this is where we get into the mind blown. Yeah. Uh, might freak you out for a hot minute. Just bear right. with us. Right. So but. the mind blowing moment, <laughs> that's right, out of this chapter comes whenever we read verse 6. And in the ESV, I mean 26, I mean sorry, <laughs> 26, um, and the ESV version says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So, did you catch that? Then God said, Let us yes. make man in our image so i was like hold up who is us here Mm -hmm. and my first instinct was the only thing i could think of plural at first was the trinity Mm -hmm. um but then i'm like hold up (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if that's right either because then it follows up in 27 verse 27 where it says god created mankind in his own image um in the image of God, he created. Him. Yeah, so it goes back to him being singular. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, what is this? So, right. Rhonda rocked my world a little bit. I had to go <laughs> do some digging on my own, but rock their world too, Rhonda. Go for it. Okay, so before man was created, and it's debatable whether it was before the world was created, before the let there be light and all those things, God had also created heavenly beings. Mm. Um, we can call them angels, but I believe that there's more than just what we conceive as angels. You know, the Bible calls them different things. You've got cherubs, and you've got, you know, like the warrior angels. You've got different, I believe that there's different right. ranks in that. And he created have, all yeah. of that. And you have to think, too, like before the creation of the world we know it mm-hmm. like the whole fall of, of satan from mm-hmm. heaven right. all that happened before right and the um and maybe it happened before maybe it didn't actually that's that's a debatable yeah. thing that's a debatable thing yeah. a lot of people believe that satan Satan's fall took place sometime between creation and between the fall of mankind um, which happens in chapter 3 but um this, these, the, what I believe, this is just my belief based on my studying. Um, in verse 26, I think God is saying, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And I think he's not talking to what we might, ha- we might all just logically say, this is the Trinity. This is God, the father, God, the son, which is Jesus and God, the Holy Spirit. But in reality, he existed as one. He was yeah. not split up into different things because there weren't other places he needed to exist in. Mm-hmm. He wasn't in human form because Jesus wasn't, humans had not been created at this point. Right. He wasn't in spirit form. He All three of those existed, but they were all together in one place, in one being. Yeah. So would he be talking to himself saying, hey, let us create? <laughs> I don't think so. I think that makes God look a little bit um, on the crazy side. So... I think he's talking to the other beings that he has created, Mm -hmm. the heavenly host, because 
And, and so many people are like, but did the angels have something to do with creating the humans? I don't think so. I think when he said, let us make man in our image, what he is saying is like, let's make dinner. You're really the one doing it, but you're just kind of saying that, you know, when you're teaching a child or when I'm teaching my kids, when they were really small, I had always learned that you didn't say, don't do this. You say, let's do this instead. And what was the example that you had given? Yeah. So I think I had to break it down to like um, a college basketball game. Yes. Like when, when the Tar Heels win, go Heels. um, (laughs) I'm like, we won the game. Right. Did I play the game? No. Do you think I had any input in that team? None. But I say we. Right. And so so I think I agree with you here when I really step back. It's, I think that he's referring to um, the beings and uh, the angelic beings, the heavenly host, he also made with a lot of his image, not in the same way that he made humans, but they also have some of the same attributes that God has, Mm -hmm. just like we do. Emotions, we have a spiritual connection with him because he put Mm -hmm. a spirit in us. Mm -hmm. Do animals have spirits? He never addresses that, so we we likely can say they they maybe don't. I hate to break that to anybody who's a really big animal fan, but biblically I don't see that. It's possible they they might. I'm not going to rule it out. Right. I'm not going to rule it out, but... He created man in a totally different way than he created anything else. Also, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, the other thing that I wanted to point out is that the way he speaks that there, um, let us make man in our image after our likeness, it's almost like he's inviting this heavenly host to Mm. come gather around. Watch what I'm going to do. Like, look at this. This is awesome. It's his masterpiece. (laughs) It's this wonderful thing that he creates. And it's like this pride, it's a proud dad moment yeah. almost, you know, like, look, this is my baby, you know, yeah. let's come, come look at my baby. And, um, he says the let, he uses the language let, if you're in the English translation, let there, let there, let there. Mm-hmm. But this is the only place where he says, let us yeah. make them. So you have to wonder too, like, did he ask, <laughs> did he ask the heavenly host, like, where should I put the nose? Like, <laughs> Where should I put the eyes? Yeah. You or, know, hey, wouldn't it be great if we gave them this? Right. You know, yeah. like a conversation. Yeah. And and so I'm not saying that they had anything to do with it, but we don't really we don't know, know that. Either. It's really interesting when you look out <laughs> outside of our scope of reference of yeah. just, oh, he's talking about Jesus and the Holy Spirit there. I don't think he is. But again, yeah. that's just my study and what I read when I see this. Yeah. And two, I think it's cool that he saved us for last. Mm-hmm. You know, like, best for last mm-hmm. um but too i think it just shows um like the thought that went into it yeah uh, not that there was less thought in anything else that he did but no. just um he wanted all those things to be there before he created we them for us yeah. is why and then he gives us rule and dominion over, over it. it i mean how crazy is that <laughs> he took this vast nothingness and turned it into mm-hmm. this place that can sustain us it has air, it has water, it has food. He, he made us to exist in this place. Mm-hmm. And then he made us and said, here you go. I've created all this for you. Mm-hmm. Do with it what you will. Take care of it. You have rule and reign over it. And it's just so beautiful yeah. like to think about that. And that's how he's showing. Uh, one thing that Casey and I wanted to do in the beginning, we talk about engulfing you with <laughs> Jesus's love, which is maybe a weird way of putting it. But this just shows how much God loved the human yeah. that he created. Mm-hmm. 
that he saved them for last, that every part of this creation was made for him or her. We don't want to be bringing the feminists back on this. <laughs> but um, he, he made the creation and then he made us and he gave us rule over it, mm. which really says a whole lot about what, how he saw us. Yeah, because I think you think rulers now, like, they make things and then they want to control it. Yeah. And and he didn't want to do that with us. He's like, here you go. Yeah. You know. But he also gave, I think that was part of the image that he put in us mm-hmm. is to be good stewards, mm-hmm. to be caretakers. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm drinking fizzy she water and man. sparkling water. Ooh, I apologize <laughs> if y'all heard that. Oh my goodness. Um, And then I think out of all of them, day seven's my favorite mm. for all kinds of reasons. Yeah. So, he rested. Uh, but not only did... Okay. First off, let me say, he didn't need to rest. He's God. Exactly. Uh, I think he knew it was going to be... I, mean, I don't even think. He knew it was going to be important for us to mm-hmm. have rest. Absolutely. And so I think he set that example early. Mm-hmm. And I also love that how it says that um, like he like looked at his handiwork and... He, Every day he did that, and he said it was good, but on the seventh day, he said it's very good. Like, he mm-hmm. was so pleased. But I also love that the word where he's, that where we see the word saw, like he saw that it was mm-hmm. good. In Hebrew, and if I'm pronouncing this wrong, I apologize, is raha, so R-A-A-H. And that actually, like when you translate it back to Hebrew, is behold. Mm-hmm. And that just is such a grander word. It like, is. Look at this. Right. Again, it's the excitement. <laughs> yeah. It's the joy. Yeah. I mean, we a lot of times I think we look at, we think of God in, especially in the Old Testament, as like this fierce, judgy, mm-hmm. just constantly angry sort of mm-hmm. um, God. But I think that when we read what he's saying here in, in all that he says, it's about the joy of his creation, mm-hmm. you know? He's excited. There's mm-hmm. there's so much pleasure in what yeah. he's created. And it says it over and over again. And it was good. And it was good. And it was very good. I <laughs> yeah. mean, yeah, it's exciting um, to, to be able to read this and see that, that that's one aspect that sometimes we might miss when we're thinking about God, just that joy. Yeah. And I think, too, it kind of sets the tone of, like, that we can feel good about accomplishments that we've done. Yeah. Um, and not in a cocky or arrogant way, but right. like you can be proud of your handiwork as well. And right. so he showed us in that example. Um, and then too, going back to like where God rested to show us that that's what we were going to need. Mm-hmm. Even though I know I personally don't do really great at mm-hmm. following that example. Uh, this is such a busy world. It's hard mm-hmm. to create those spaces. Um, yeah. But even, you know, later on, Jesus shows us where he kind of pulls back from the crowds mm-hmm. and, and gets that rest. He was trying to show us that too, that like, you need this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like God and Jesus' self-care, but telling us that's what we need. Right. You know? Right. So good. Um, you have anything else we need to... Boy, if we keep going, we I know. go into other things. So. I, yes. And we definitely don't want to walk into chapter two too far because there's more mind-blowing stuff going oh, on yeah. there. Um, but next week, we're going to kind of break apart um, chapter 2 verses 4 through 24 mm-hmm. and um, sh- maybe shed some new light on that as well um, but we want you to take away this week how important you are mm-hmm. to the one who created you Yeah, you have worth and you have value um, write that on something and stick it up somewhere that's, in, that's what we're equipping you with this week this is your takeaway 
put down how much God delighted when he created mankind and how much he delights in you. That's something that we heard from from the platform a couple weeks ago um, uh, at our church. And it's just so powerful that you have value. And no matter what, you're uh, how dirty or crumpled up, just like a $10 bill. That was the example he gave. Mm -hmm. Um, A $10 bill has the same value no matter how filthy, how crumpled, no matter how much you yell at it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which it's, was my favorite part yeah, of what he did. It's still a ten dollar bill. It's still a ten dollar bill. Yeah. It still has ten dollars worth of value, the full value that it was created to have. Yeah. And we lose sight of that so yeah. much because we get crumpled, and boy, I don't feel worth anything. Roll through anymore. the dirt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, he made us. He was pleased when he made us. Yeah. He's still pleased that yeah. we're his. And so it's awesome. It is so awesome. So write it down. Put it somewhere where you can see that as yeah. a daily reminder that you have infinite value and worth in the eyes of your creator. Yeah. Okay. You want to wrap it up? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, guys, remember, check us out on all the social media. Well, Instagram and Facebook, that is. Yeah. At Flamethrowers Podcast. Or email us if you've got questions. If we upset you, if we, like... Uh, sparked interest interest yeah. uh, if you've got questions email us at flamethrowerspodcast dot at gmail.com yes. um, and we will see y'all next week yes go Bye. set the world aflame and have a great week